0: Christ saves and secures. 1 John chapter 3, verses 6-9 through nine. In this passage, John examines the question of whether the person, born again, can commit sin. In verse 6, the Apostle writes, Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. And in verse 8, He that commits sin is of the devil. Furthermore, in verse 9, there is an emphatic declaration Whosoever is of God doth not commit sin, and he cannot sin. If it were possible for a Christian to sin, there would be a contradiction in these portions of scriptures. In this instance, John says, If it is not possible for those who are really born again to sin, there must be very few genuine Christians. Every believer still possesses a fallen sin nature, as well as an indwelling Holy Spirit. Also, the doctrine of eternal security is evident in Scripture, John chapter 1, verse 12, John chapter 10, verse 28, Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. Though you may fall into sin, the believer's eternal salvation is not affected. See note on First Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 through 9, Antinoniums, Contend that the covenant of grace was not established based on conditions. The result of this belief is that no person can be held accountable to any moral law. It is only required that they believe, then they can live as they please. The perfectionists go so far as to say that the sin nature has been surgically removed. John was warning believers against these forms of thinking that they not continue in sin, but abide in righteousness, verses 8 and 9. Moreover, the Apostle exposes these doctrines in the command, My little children, these write I unto you, that you sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. 1 John 2, verse 1. This is not the proper rendering of this verse. It should denote the mere action of a sin, not the idea of habitually sinning. John explains that even he is capable of committing sin, not in the habitual sense, but as one particular action. The phrase here in verse 9, does not commit sin, is in the present tense, denoting continued action. On the other hand, in chapter 2, verse 1, John uses the aorist tense, speaking of one point in the past when his sin was committed. Furthermore, there were those who taught that the mere intellectual assent to the Christian faith was enough to make one acceptable to God, even though he or she had impure lives. Therefore, John reiterates in verse 7, that only those who continued in righteousness, Opoion, Strong's 4160, a participle phrase meaning, the one habitually doing, were considered righteous. They were not only making the righteous and holy life of Christ the object of their trust, but also the pattern of their walk and practice. John's idea of committing a sin on a permanent, habitual basis is further explained in 3 John chapter 1 verse 11 he that doeth good is of God but he that doeth evil is has not seen God there are two participial nouns in this verse ho agathoponion strongs 215, meaning the one being a doer of good a benevolent person and ho Kakopon strongs 25 referring to the one doing evil, a malicious person. This is the same usage found in First John, chapter three, verse seven: "He that doeth righteous is righteous." John does not imply that merely acting good will make one righteous. A person is an artesian who has acquired a skill and works at a trade as his calling or occupation. Hence, the correct translation of First John chapter three, verse eight, should be: "The one who practises sin." expression he cannot sin 1 John chapter 3 verse 9 simply means the true believer cannot sin habitually deliberately and maliciously example Cain sinned out of a hatred for goodness 1 John three twelve. 12 John does not ignore the existence of a sinful nature in the believer which exists as a mortal living in a fallen world consequently John states in 1 John 1.8, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Source, Hebrew, Greek, Key Study Bible. Thank you. James and God GodWhoIsGod.com